What's going on? Welcome in everyone. Uh, Connor is currently freezing. But he is in Regina. Very cold Regina. It's uh, it's cold. I yeah, I'll say it's cold. What was the line you said to me? You walked off the plane. Walked off the plane in February. And <laughs> there was coming out of the airport, there was like three or four people coming out uh at the same time as me, just trying to catch vehicles or whatever. All four of them back to back to back to back went holy s it's cold oh my f it's cold i forgot about this like i heard all four of their statements and they were pretty much along those lines and i was like i was underprepared for the for the cold here it was like what plus 15 two weekends ago in eastern ontario yep we're about zero the last couple of days like minus 20 yeah don't bring it home connor that's all thumbs up thumbs up um well as as people have already guessed you've had some travel in your last couple days so we did not get a tuesday episode out uh we're gonna put this one out on the wednesday you guys are listening on a wednesday or later uh we're doing one episode this week connor's at the gray cup festival doing his thing with work uh so we're gonna just do one big episode tee up this week there will be some bets going on the weekend uh, as we got the national semifinals and I'll hit you guys with some great cup odds. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some specials put up for those as well. Uh, if you joined in on the CFP Choice Parlay last week, I am very sorry. Uh, day one, it was ruined because Saskatchewan did not cover 15 and a half points. They only won by 15. That was the bad beat of bad beats. Oh, no. We got the Laval money line. <laughs> we got the minus 15 and a half. So close. We hit Toronto on the money line. And then I, I left it up to Kid Canada, but he couldn't cover the four points. But it was already ruined at that point. So I'm sorry. And Keon Edwards didn't score the first touchdown. No, no. He just ran for 260 bleeping yards, Connor. This is our jumping off point into the Yates Cup recap. Uh, Dude, what? Two sixty, like, and Keanu Yazbek. I, I think he had like uh, what, like seventy yards as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that needs to be reiterated right off the hop here. Edward Winati did not play in this game. Oh, eight for eighty. Sorry. So between Keon and Keanu Yazbek, uh, <laughs> we've got three hundred and forty yards and three touchdowns. That's insane. Oh, and it was snowy. The field was slick. I, I'm yeah. sure people that were watching on, online uh, even, even in like that. the first, second quarter, guys were slipping, guys were stumbling. Yeah, like it was it was a slick surface. Saw it last year too. But I will say, Evan Hillock, <laughs> Connor, this was the more impressive play to me. Uh, the big 73-yarder to Seth Robertson. Roll. For those that weren't watching, Evan Hillock, 10 of 14, 222 yards, three touchdowns. All three touchdowns were 40-plus yard plays. Deep shot to Savon Magne-Jones, screen pass to Griffin Campbell, which he just said, okay, thanks. And then Seth Robertson uh, caught like 15 yards. That ball was thrown at about, I don't know, Evan Hillock's tall kid, 6'4". I'd say the ball was released at about 6'5 off the ground. It did not eclipse six foot five for the duration of the throw, and it just beamed Robertson in the chest in stride. And all he had to do was turn, look, 
and run yeah. for the end zone. That was, yeah, I'm with you. That was easily, there was a bunch of impressive throws in that game from Evan Hillock, but that was easily the most impressive throw of the day on either side of the ball, honestly. And I want to, I want to stick on Griffin Campbell for a second. <laughs> that guy just shows up out of nowhere in the playoffs. Griffin Campbell's always there for a touchdown. He, he is the new the Brett Ellerman. Last year. He's the new Brett Ellerman, Connor. Man, Brett Ellerman passed that torch on. Uh, but no, I want like with these Western receivers, Connor, three receptions for Robertson, four for Campbell, one for Magnet Jones, that which was the post shot for the touchdown. That throw kind of set the tone for Western, where the snow had hit, offenses were kind of stalling, and all of a sudden, Evan Hillock said, Screw this. Ain't no snow gonna scare me off this damn field. I have a trophy to win. And another one next week, and another one the week after. Bring it on! And he just laid that one out there. Magna Jones just so fast. Um, but no, I, I thought this this attack from uh, Western was everything that they have done for the last two seasons. Yeah, two, not just this one. Perfectly encapsulated in one snowy afternoon. Slow yeah. start, sure, doesn't matter. Stay to our game plan. Stay true. Weather elements cold doesn't matter stay true stay to our elements of our offense that we know and practice and rep constantly it pays off in the end yeah no that was that was i mean coaches always talk about it right like peaking at the right time that was peaking at the right time it was a close first half it was a tough battle in the first half but western broke the game wide freaking open and it was all stangs from third quarter to the final whistle um they're an impressive team they're a very impressive team and they've got a tough road ahead of them before we do move on there is one specific play from the eights that i want to highlight i think this is all encompassing this is yes this is all encompassing of the type of kid the type of performance the type of season that alex freaking has had gritty nasty angry punching you in the damn mouth i know they didn't get the win but it was a great run to extend a drive i, I think it was a second and long yeah. uh great run to extend the drive and for the freaking half too. they needed the points lowered the damn shoulder you got jackson the- finley yeah it was jackson <laughs> finley that's right and um, lowered his damn shoulder into jackson finley and put him on his butt it was a great run i do i do want to say though this is going to be a topic not this week, but next week or the week after. Connor, Alex Freakin looked damn good this year. If James yes. Keenan comes back, what are you doing as the Queen's coaching staff? Don't answer it. Don't answer it. We're going to let that one simmer for a couple of weeks. Because I, I have what I would do, and I don't think it's going to be well appreciated by many people not wearing garnet and silver. Um Wow. Casa Champions, by the way, Connor. Your front neck Falcons. Yeah, shout out front neck Falcons. Shout out to the front neck Falcons. Coach Doyle. Doyle Coach McGee. McGee. Yeah. Mean, Coach Johnson. They got dogs on that coaching. Jake McGee's on that coaching staff now. Yeah, helping out Rob with the Rex. Rob Bagg's coaching that team a little bit, too, as well. So, uh, uh, But no, they, uh, there was a team in green that shall not be named. Who was ranked at the start of the year and after two losses to your Frontenac Falcons? Sorry, CFC top fifty. Uh, but no, let's let's get on to 
some of the other games that happened this weekend, Connor, uh, can you guess what happened out east? Well, somebody rode the bus. X rode the bus. 20 carries, 116 yards, one touchdown. Uh, They also had a big punt return touchdown uh, at the end of the first quarter there with Ben Harrington, 94-yarder. Made a couple guys miss, cut back to the left, and then just said, "Mm, field. Uh, (laughs) All the way back to the right. Uh, They had the remnants of the tropical storm, though. So that game was a wonky weather one. Uh, There was nice weather in Quebec. Laval? That was a good game. My guy, Glenn really Constantine. Good game. Moving on. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this is a game of Rouge's Connor. It was 1-1. <laughs> then it was 3-1 after a safety. <laughs> and then it was 10-1. And then all of a sudden, Montreal goes out 14-10. And then Kevin Mittal hits a 50-yarder. And then, wait, we block a punt. And it's a touchdown. And... Laval's kind of sitting here in the fourth quarter going, what the hell? We're down 21-17. Fear not. Kevin Mittal makes it count. Uh, third. Third of the day. I, in the Jotsford Cup, the guy had three touchdowns. <laughs> Our second score, MVP. The final score ended up being 25-24, Connor. There was a rouge-kicked on the final play, I think they were attempting the field goal. Uh, it fell just short. The Montreal player caught it, went to get out of the end zone, and got stuffed a yard shy. That is the rouge to end all rouges, uh, I want to say. Yeah, certainly. But certainly. Take in these numbers Kevin Mittal, 9, 116, and 3. Uh, Arnaud Desjardins, 214, 3, two picks on the day, but. He made it count. Uh, I, I do want to say this game, these teams that play each other three times a year uh, in the AUS, RSAC, and sometimes in Can West, the way the schedule works out. It's tough. It's tough playing a team three times in a row. And when you have as big of a rivalry as Laval Montreal, it is so damn tough to try and get anything going um <laughs> this is a big win and it was closer than i expected it would be but this does not mean that laval is just dead in the water because they barely beat montreal no no i don't think so either i mean as much as we've talked about montreal not being the same montreal team as years past they still have the same identity they still have you know a lot of the same coaching staff they still have guys that have that playoff experience so I mean, I didn't expect Montreal to roll over in this game. I certainly didn't expect it to be a two-point game. I don't know if anybody did, but I expected Montreal to show up and make it a game at the very least, and they did that, and they're a good team, um, and that's what good teams do. So I'm, I'm with you. I don't think this is a negative against Laval. I think this is a very, like you said, it's tough to play teams three times in the year, and I think this was a good, hard-fought game for Montreal. They made it close, and Laval just did what champions do and they ground out the win. They got the points when they needed it and iced the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Moving on to the can West final Connor. This was a weird game where Saskatchewan early on uh, in the first half, three score zone, not quite red zone, just behind the score zone opportunities fell short. Uh, 
resulting in David solely field goals, putting them at nine, nothing. That's what really made this game close to me. Uh, nine, nine, seven at the half. Mm. Those all three of those, say you only make two of those touchdowns. You're now looking at 17, seven way more comfortable coming out of the half. Uh, but Scott Flory, Mason Nias, uh, the Huskies kept at it. 22 of 28 for Mason Nias. Connor, it was like minus 10, I think, in Saskatoon for the game. That minus kind of efficiency passes. when the rock is a literal ball of concrete. Literal impressive. rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, the rock is a rock. The rock is a rock. No, it was a, it was it was. He missed six passes on the day, threw for over 200 yards in the cold. Yeah, sure, he had an interception. Um, but again, to me, in this game, as well as Mason Nias played, I don't think they win without Riker Frank on the field. Eight oh, carries, think, or sorry, eight, eight receptions. You don't think they win without who? Finn Markoff, Crib. Uh, uh. Well, yeah, his pick six was absolutely crucial in the game, but yeah, I mean, kind of sealed the deal there. Right, Riker Frank on the ground, twenty-three carries for sixty-three yards through the air, another seventy yards on eight receptions. He is their goat. He is their driving force. He is what gets them down the field. He's Nias's go-to guy when he's in trouble or needs a big play. Um, the, he's uh, integrity. I, I like the. The point of Riker Frank in the receiving game, the Saskatchewan offense has had so many good running backs that they have just gotten so used to running screen plays. Uh, Macker was great because you could just hide him behind the monstrosity offensive lineman like Noah Zare. Uh, Riker Frank, he's getting out in different route combinations as well. Uh, Texas or angle, I call them angle routes, but angle routes, you can work him out of the backfield in so many different ways. And then you complement that with the screen game or with Mason's ability to push defense downfield, uh, it really makes it tough for defenses to kind of know what you're going to do on second and long situations. Yeah. I really like what, what Saskatchewan does with their short and intermediate routes, especially their short routes. Like a lot of these passes that maybe don't go down the field, they're only going two, three, yards in the air or maybe even they're they're thrown behind the line of scrimmage but they do a really good job of getting their playmakers into space letting them go to work and just get it creating those one-on-one matchups with the with the dbs and linebackers right like just put them in the open field and see if you can make them make a guy miss well when you have the fastest man in can west and caleb morin uh yeah helps (laughs) kind of kind of makes it a bit easier Uh, three for 55 helps connor time to move to this week's though National semifinals. X hosting Saskatchewan. Kind of kind of sucks for Saskatchewan having to go east, east, two years in a row. Uh, Laval at Western. I'm excited for that three o'clock game, the second one, Laval Western. Yeah. Uh, to me, that one has the makings of everything. You've got really talented DBs in uh, Dubafor, uh, Finley, Panabaker, Valenti, and you've got or no Desjardins. I know Kevin Mittal was the MVP, and he's one of these guys that you have to watch for. But Arnaud did not throw all of his passes to Mittal. In the red zone, yeah, probably probably like 85% of his targets. Uh, <laughs> but this Laval offense is humming. And last year we talked about, oh, running back, back to me, they're figuring it out. No, no, they know it. 
it's Arnaud. Arnaud is the offense, and and this is what's going to make them tick, and it's going to be a great matchup uh, on that side of the ball. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of question marks around this matchup specifically. Um, not to not to kind of gloss over. I'm sure we'll go back, but not to gloss over the the X Sas matchup. But we're yeah, going back to it. Don't worry. A lot of question marks in in this one. These are two two teams that really haven't seen the style of play within their own conferences. I, I mean, on the Laval side, they haven't seen a team with three running backs that can rush for 300 yards. And to the same token, Western hasn't really seen a team like Laval that's just going to open it up and and throw for 400 yards that has well, a receiver like a Kevin Mittal. Well, that's what I was going to say to you is what team in the OUA has that bona fide number one where you just go, you're not going to cover him with one person. You need two at least. Because in the OUA, I think there's some really talented receivers. All these yeah, guys certainly. like Dejo or Janusis uh, from Guelph, but Janusis had no quarterback. Oladejo was was probably their second best weapon with Jandral having such a downfield impact. Kasim Ferdinand was great, but they didn't use him the first portion of the year. Nobody has that stud where you just say, yeah, go, go do it. You're going to be this guy. And I think that's going to be an interesting matchup because I don't think there's many teams in the country right now that have that dude. No, no, I agree with you. And if, if guys do have that dude, it's at the running back position, right? Like UBC, Isaiah Knight, um, Saskatchewan, Riker Frank, Western obviously has but three. Even with Sask, if you make that point, Caleb Morin, Vavra, uh, those guys weave, like those guys are all great, but none of them are one guy. It's like it's like Calvin Johnson on your on your Lions compared to uh the Cardinals right now who have Hollywood and DeAndre Hopkins and an older AJ Green, but like they have a lot of really good guys, but nobody has that Calvin Johnson. Uh, and we saw Montreal got Hassan Doso back. He's not played many games this year uh, <clears throat> for them. He only played in the playoffs. But Connor, he had a big day. Five for 69, a touchdown. That was what gave Laval trouble. The turnovers, the self-inflicted wounds hurt. But Montreal has that guy. But I'd take me tall over Doso any day. Yeah, I mean, Doso's a ball player. He's an athlete. He's, he's a damn good athlete at that. And, you know, he's going to show up and play football when called upon. But, yeah, I'm taking this year. I'm certainly taking Kevin Mital over, over San Doso. Um, just so. the things that Mital has shown on tape. He's the RSEC MVP. I mean, he's. I think he's comparable to, you know, the Philpott twins in what he's done this season for Montreal. Yeah, and like since they left Calgary, I guess since they left Calgary, this is their first year not at Calgary. They were on the same team, but you knew like, okay, those are two guys like we need to find some help for our DBs on this. Like we can't let them go on an island or it's going to be a long day for us. And this year there's a lot of good receivers, but like I've said, Mital has separated. He, He legitimately separated all year. You can't cover him in the red zone. Uh, and I, I think it's going to propose a unique challenge to the Mustangs who, you know, it's probably the week that they're going to wish they had Kojo Odum. Yeah, certainly. They got some darn good DBs, but it's going to take, I think it's going to take all of them to cover down on, on Mutal. And it's not going to be a single effort, right? Like we know that Gleason won't just be like, Hey, 
<laughs> you you I'll try fun. to lock up yeah. 70 snaps today. You're you're gonna have fun with that one. Like yeah. that's not that's not what they're going to do. And um they're gonna rely on their team to do so. But Connor, it's a 12-point line for the Mustangs. Where are you going? I don't know, man. This is a tough one. I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to rock with Laval on this. I think it's going to be a much closer game than 12 points. Um, Glenn, 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 yeah. Glenn, Glenn. I don't, I, I'm certainly not going money line on this one. I think, again, this is a, there's a Western year. Just feels like a Western year. Um, hey, here's, here's the weird thing with this 12 point line, money line, plus 200 for Laval, minus 250 for Western. Because this is what Western does. At the end of the games, when you're like, defeated, damn, it was a close one, guys. All of a sudden, they're like, Keon Edwards, 25 yards, running through five defenders into the end zone. Oh, crap. (laughs) Double-digit lead. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's absolutely no let-up. So I'm I'm 100% taking Laval plus 12. The money line and the way that the odds are laid out in this, it's just screaming that this is going to be way closer than than two two scores. Yeah, I'm also curious. I don't I don't know if we touched on it, but I'm curious to see how Laval is going to handle a defense like Western. I don't know if they played a team that is this smart, is this collected, is this aggressive up front. Like there is no Bruce Moss in. Yes, there is. I don't know if there is. Connor, it's your guy. How do you not know? <laughs> I, I, man, Broderick. I know, but he's not. I, Farinaccio. I'm, I'm swinging. I'm swinging. I don't know if I've got a. I don't know if I've got an RSEC guy this year. I think it's Fedchin and Bruce Moss this year for me. Yeah, you. You know what, Mark Antoine de Croix is probably frowning on you from above, Connor. Uh, Mark Antoine de Croix doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> uh, okay, we got another game though. X hosting Saskatchewan. Uh, mentioned it. If there's any hope in hell, we weren't recording, I don't think when I say this, if there's any hope in hell for X this week, it's ride the bus until the wheels fall off the damn train, I guess, off the vehicle. Yeah, you got to hope for some some weather that favors yourselves out there on the East Coast. And even at that, Saskatchewan's already played through that, through most of November. They've shown last week they can win when it's damn cold out, when the ball is hitting your fingers hard, when there's ice on the field. They showed it in Montreal as well. This Saskatchewan Huskies team is pissed off. They've got another shot to go back to the, the Vanier Cup, and I think they're coming back with a vengeance. I'm taking that full 27-point line. Connor. Actually, no, 20- I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. That's absurd. You're going X plus 27.5? Yes. I'm going Sask by 30. Really? I told you it off the stop start before we recorded. It's Sask by 30 this week. Uh, <clears throat> Connor, here's, here's the interesting part to me. What is Saskatchewan most known for? Their offensive line. Okay. What line you do out there? What about, what about their offensive line? Their ability to drive the pile. Correct. Great pockets. A.K.A. the fact that they are all walking under the Giants. Yeah. I'm going to read you out a list of weights here. 243, 234, 257, 243, 245, 277, 281, 229, and 
220, 277. Large and athletic. 295. No, no, Connor. And athletic. Those weights are all the XD line. Oh, never mind. Alex Fedgen, 245 pounds. Zachariah Williams, 234 pounds. Those are the two starting rush edges. For yeah, I'm fine with that, though. That's an athletic build for a rush edge. That's fast, but Connor, when you're playing against 6'6", 6'6", 320, who matches your movement laterally, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a long day for this Saint Effects team, and I like X. I've I have been the ride the bus. I, I've been the bus driver. I've been the <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> but when it comes to this game, Connor, it's just even if the weather favors X's run game, that O line is just gonna start churning out yards for Saskatchewan. It's gonna be a long day to play in the trenches. Yeah, oh, it certainly will be. And I don't think that Alex Fetrin by himself, sure, he's going to get in the backfield and make some plays because that's what good players do. But I don't think Alex Fetrin by himself is going to be able to dominate the Saskatchewan offensive line. Remember, this is an Alex Fetrin, Connor, last year that really struggled at the point of attack against the Western Mustangs. Uh, similar S- offensive line, similar. Saskatchewan build, runs similar a similar scheme. Attack. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's going to be a real tough match this week for X. Uh, and offensively, maybe the bus can get rolling. Uh, they don't have the twins on the defensive line, but Nick Weeb is still sitting there at linebacker. They've got a ton of good DBs that allow them to play more run heavy in the box. Uh, it's going to be interesting how the X offense attacks this game. But to me, the game is won and lost with Saskatchewan's O line. Yeah. No, I. I... I wholeheartedly agree with that. Their ability to keep Nias upright, to let him throw 28 times, complete 22 passes. Their ability to let Riker Frank go down the field. Their ability to get out wide, protect on the screen plays. Like They do so many things so well. They're so well coached, and they're so freaking athletic. It's a different, different beast when you're playing against Scott Flory and the green and white Huskies. Uh, Connor? If you guys want to get in on these lines, head to coolbet.ca. Uh, Connor, hush up for a second. I'm, I'm going to my Grey Cup pick. Winnipeg minus six. I'm going with it. <laughs> uh, touchdown favorites. You know what? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going for it. I, I think that this game is going to be won and lost with Brady Oliveira. Uh, the way that Will Standback was cutting through out of the half against uh, the Argos, man, that's going to be four quarters of Brady Oliveira and a better offensive line pushing at you. I know the Argos have a really good defensive line, but uh, I'm, really, I'm really sticking on Winnipeg minus six. Uh, I will say there are kicking prop bets up on cool bet because we love kickers. Love uh, kickers. Total field goals made four and a half. I'm going to hit the over because I'm excited for kickers. <laughs> I want a David Soley prop 
I need a David Soli prop. Maybe from maybe for the Vanier if they make it. Can I get a can I get it if anybody from Corbett is listening? Can I get it over under on net punting yards, please? <laughs> under this week. <laughs> under this week. But David uh, Soli is so good, he would only take two punts to hit the over. Yeah. Over under what, punts probably. inside the 20. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. Punts inside the 20. Ooh, that would yeah. be a good stat. All right. Well. Coolbet.ca, the best sportsbook in the country, must be of legal gambling age to play. Over on the total field goals in the Great Cup and Winnipeg minus six are my picks. Uh, Connor is liking Saint FX to cover plus 27 and a half. Yes, and we're I both am. we're both on Laval plus 12. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think I'm going with my guy Glenn because I've rode the, the train at this point. I can't get off. Uh, so I think I might have to go with Laval money line. But there's not that good a value for them being 12 points here. So I'm going to stick with the, the spread. Uh, <clears throat> Connor, what else are you doing this week in Grey Cup land? Trying to stay warm. <laughs> Staying warm. Priority number one. Uh, state of the league address. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I think I should be around. There's a, there's a ton, of, ton of fun stuff going on. Like state of the league for the fans is always, is always fun. Um, looks like, I don't know, like how much I'll be able to get away, but like the gray cup festival itself, there's a ton of fun stuff going on there. Yeah. Colin what's going James on this year? Playing Colin James is playing tomorrow night. Uh, you're telling me, you're telling me this, Connor, you gotta go. I don't know Come if on. I can't, like, I don't know if I'll be able to get away. I would love to. That would be a wild. I saw Colin James when I was, I think like seven at blues fest in Ottawa. He can rip. He is a guy. great guitarist too. Yeah, I mean, and as a as somebody who dabbles in the six string myself, <laughs> I love love and appreciate the others that can actually play a guitar. Well, for those of you that are at Great Cup Festival and listening, enjoy your week. Stay warm. Say hi to Connor and March and Derek Taylor if you are so lucky to see them amongst the crowds and the masses. Uh, for those of you not in Regina, enjoy not being in minus 30 weather all week. Uh, <laughs> you guys know where to find us, though, at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CS Perspective. I guess we'll see you guys when we're down to two teams and one great cup champion. Yeah. It's yeah. almost closing time, people. Almost closing time. Crazy. <laughs>